Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 17 is done. We're finally recording a few days late. Game Week 18 on the way. We've got an insane number of Game Weeks coming up here through the Festivus period. This is what we've been waiting for, folks. A lot of craziness on the way. I've got Jake. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Getting excited for Festivus. Oh, it's going to be insane, isn't it? We were just looking at the fixture congestion here with games coming up here uh, this weekend, and then again on the 26th, the 29th, and the 1st of January. So there's like four game weeks in, I think, like 12 days or something like that. Yeah, it's exciting. Are you nervous? Very much so. Very much so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's just no way anyone's going to be able to avoid kind of like the craziness and the rotation that is inevitably on the way. Yeah, I have some big decisions to make, but we can get into that later, so yeah. Okay, well, I, uh, oh, are you sniffling already? I'm sniffling already, yeah. Uh, what's his name? The guy, I don't know if his, what was his, his name was, maybe Sutton or whatever, I don't know his name, but the guy that whined about the sniffling mm-hmm. a couple pods back, he, uh, he, he, in his airing of grievances, he, he had a, a grievance about us sniffling on pods. Yeah. It's all the cocaine I'm doing. So, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, what it is. Yeah. I can't help it. I don't yeah. know what to tell him. It's a medical condition now, so. Yeah. It's, he just, wait, doing cocaine is a medical condition? Well, the resulting uh, rhinitis that I have, constant deviate, nasal yeah. inflammation, yeah. Right. So. And a div- eventually just a, a septum that has dissolved from cocaine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have one nose hole now, so. Yeah. That's probably more efficient anyways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, everyone's allowed to air their grievances. Uh, and I guess let's start with, let's start with something else quick. I did tweet this out the other day. Jake, how is your, um, you're playing league football now. How's it going? How's your team doing? Uh, well, we start in January. It's, it's going to be good. I'm excited. So, okay. So is your fitness good? Uh, working on it, getting better. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the sprinting fitness isn't there yet. The short, short quick burst but i've been running longer that that's not an issue so yeah Yeah. well you're gonna be out of shape i have a feeling uh i do i do as well but that's okay yeah okay so if you were if this was your fpl season uh what what position would you be playing in the fpl game um you mean like what would you be categorized as as a player Ooh, well just as a defender i guess Okay, so. and what do you think your cost is going to be for this season? Um, I guess I so probably a little bit higher due to our team being better in general, kind of like um, okay, maybe like five, you know. But that's not because I'm really good. It's more because I think our team could get some clean sheets because the rest of our team's pretty solid. Right, you guys are a top six side, probably. Yeah, exactly. So like, kind of like. Kind of like a Travis Shaw again, you know, like when we said like where you'd be, what kind of FPL player you'd be. Like, oh, yep, that was a while back. I think. Yeah, I think that's a ago. fair. He was priced at five. Although I think our team will get more clean sheets than Man United has this year. Uh, I have some attacking ability, but I also have a lot of injury prone no. days. You well, know, so did you did things. you just ref- did you refer to yourself as Travis Shaw? Yeah, I feel like that's a similar player that I would be like, yeah. Do you mean Luke Shaw? Oh, yeah, Luke Shaw. Oh, wow, <laughs> gosh. Jesus Christ. Jake, you have a podcast. I know, I know, I know, I know. So It's all the cocaine. It's all the cocaine. It's also just like I don't even care about Man United anymore. They're garbage. I don't even yeah. remember their players. Jose out. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, let's. We have a huge pod, so we need to kind of like get it get it rolling. We're gonna kind of fly through some stuff this week. Um, we have more airing of grievances than I thought we could ever have. I think we have ten. So I'm just gonna pound through those. Um, we won't talk a lot, like too much about game week topics. Um, we'll just kind of briefly go over what happened this game week. Um, and then we have a, a bunch of questions to get into. So you ready, Jake? This is going to be kind of fast and furious. Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay, airing of grievances. Uh, Festivus season, tis the season to air your grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. So, Mario, first one. I love the FPL community, but when managers post pretend press releases on Twitter, when they make a transfer, it makes me want to cry. (laughs) I think that's a very good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I think there's better ones on here, but that's... I, I don't really get it, but I guess it doesn't, like, grieve me. Uh, it doesn't boil your piss? No, it doesn't boil my piss as much as some of these other ones. Okay. Uh, Mario also said, people who tell you to remember the reason for the season. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that pisses me off, too. Okay, Jim, <laughs> it's been stated before, but those people who only come out of the woodwork after a great game week and you don't hear from them any other time... Really burns my candle. Another (laughs) outrageous British saying. But um, yeah, I agree. It does seem like, especially on Twitter, you got to be careful with that. Because especially on Twitter, managers basically like won't talk for weeks at a time. And then they'll have a big game week and be like, oh my gosh, I'm up to number three overall. And I had a million points. I'm so good. Yeah, this is one that's higher on my list. And it was one I almost posted our first week. But I trying to avoid just you know raking on people that do stuff like this so see i have a hard time too because especially when we first started our twitter account like last year i used to be pretty mean to people on twitter like they'd say something and i'd call them out kind of for their bullshit uh it's hard because then you get a podcast and your podcast picks up a little steam and it's like i know this sounds stupid but it's almost like you're sometimes you know avoiding those types of situations because it gets people too riled up uh like for example a a guy today posted on something like i had 77 points this week i haven't owned a a city mid all year that's elite playing at its finest i i go against the grain and i wanted to be like and oh and then he said something about how he's ranked in the top thousand and i was like i wanted to be like i'm ranked 500 in the world I have had a city player on my team the entire year. I go with the grain. That's elite playing at its finest. Like, I I don't know. It just gets me all riled up. Yeah, it's like, why would you do that? You don't have to make that decision. It's not like you're any better doing that. Right. It's more kudos to the FPL game for making it better this year with their pricing. So Right. It's like what we were saying in the last pod. Essential is not a thing. It's just combinations of players. So stop acting like you're better than everyone. Okay, moving on. Uh, Lane, classic Lane, at it again. The FPL Cup and people playing bench boost. That's the first thing. Mad about people playing bench boost in the FPL Cup. I thought for some reason that they were going to do away with that this year, but apparently not. Uh, Anyone that drinks coffee that is laced with any kind of syrup, spice, herb, essence, or other nonsense that doesn't belong in coffee... And three, podcasters that continually change their podcasting date to accommodate their life. Jake. <laughs> I feel like that second and third one were kind of aimed at me. Do you, Jake? I do, yeah. To be fair to FPL Lane. <laughs> um, who you hate. Who I hate, you know. But I do drink black coffee all the time as well. So it's not like I can only drink coffee Jake, laced on. with hey, syrup. Hey, hey, so. hey, hey. We don't do race stuff like that on this pod. Okay, Jake, Jake. Plain Jake. coffee, plain coffee, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. Also, good. second, though, are we sure that the FPL Cup allows for those points, those, like, bench points? Yeah, apparently it does. I was under the impression that this year they were going to, like, fix that somehow. I don't know how they were going to do it, but somebody had said that at the end of last year that, like, that's was being reviewed. I, I don't know if that I was I thought just... they weren't going to allow that. That's, that is garbage. That one really does burn my candle. Yeah, my candle. I feel like I don't even have a candle anymore. It's, yeah. it's, I'm using the candle to boil my piss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our one friend who just made a team just kind of for the cup should do that, though. Like, he's got Yeah, should have played play all the different cards. Yeah. yeah, right in the beginning. Okay, uh, Patty... Um, Patty's mad about Twitter support, locked me out, and has the wrong details for me to recover my account. It's been a nightmare. Uh, that sucks, because I like Patty and his Patty's Wife episodes. Um, so that's oh, yeah. stupid. Uh, FPL Claret, Burnley, man. Too good to let Kane get me, get me decent captain points, but not good enough to actually win a game of bloody football. I have to agree with that. That would really grind my gears. Air that grievance, Claret. 
Eric. Yeah, that one that one hits me deep. I would feel for him. So yeah, uh, Bobby Love, who loves Jake. Uh, I hate the fact that people expect presents to have wrapping paper. What's the actual point? No one enjoys wrapping them, and it's looked at for 0.2 seconds before being binned. Only good part of wrapping paper is pretending it's a lightsaber and whacking someone over the head. <laughs> I don't think truer words have been said on this pod, so. It might be, yeah. Uh, Bobby, even though Bobby loves you, uh, I, I have to say he's, you know, I feel like Bobby and I are one in the same. Uh, I always use my lightsaber wrapping as, uh, or my, my wrapping paper as a lightsaber. And um, I've actually started doing a pretty good trick that my uncle taught me. Uh, fun fact for everyone. What he does is he just brings all of his gifts like in a bag and he leaves the bag by the side of the sofa. And uh, when people start unwrapping their gifts, he just grabs old wrapping paper and then puts it around the gifts that he wants to give to people. <laughs> Wait. Like he just like covers it. How's it yeah? He just picks on? it up off the yeah. He just picks it up off the floor, hmm. and then like crumples it around the gift that he wants to give, and then hands it to people. Nice. That's really good. It's <laughs> a good one. Okay. Uh, some of these are non FPL. If you haven't noticed yet, but I said that people could send in any grievance they have with the season, and I think that's fair. Um, Tis the season to grieve. Uh, Paul, I am non courteous seniors. They expect us to hold doors and let them skip in. F- in front of us in cues and life yet never say thank you they think because they're older they should have right of way are you joking you have all bloody day get behind me actually old women are the worst oh my gosh (laughs) i don't disagree yeah i don't and i deal with like a lot of old people that feel like the world should be given to them but that's not all of them to be fair so it's 90 (laughs) percent gosh those people you know what I'm saying? I thought we said we weren't talking about like those people on the pod. I said race. I didn't say ageism. Yeah, that's okay? true. Okay, fair. Let's. Okay, uh, Gautam says Kane and Abba will be fucked off soon. Honestly, my only real Festivus grievous grievance is Jake needs to get over himself, get his shit together, and stop being a little bitch. Damn, that felt good. Uh, joke's on him for having Kane and Abba on the same team. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> joke's on you. Got him. Uh, Emma FPL. I have a grievance about my husband. Oh, this could be good. Uh, he holds awful players for weeks like Lukaku. He makes crap captain picks, Lukaku. He misses every price rise and fall, and yet he is beating me and s- spends each week smirking. Any strategies for overtaking smug FPL players in your league? Ooh, a good question. Smug FPL players. We have um we have one of those in our league. We do. Yeah. Yeah. How do you overtake them, Jake? Well, it's going to be hard with the guy in our league, but if you I I think for Emma, my advice would be to somehow, you know, log into his team and maybe make like a ridiculous uh transfer like, I don't know. Are you suggesting sabotage? Yeah, well, I mean, that would be a good way to do it, right? That's like I feel like in the FPL world, that's like the worst thing, worst crime you could commit is sabotage. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's terrible war crimes in war. Like, you don't use chemical weapons, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Only dictators, terrible dictators do things like that. I feel like this is the equivalent of using chemical weapons in FPL. Probably, but how else are you sabotage. How else would you do it? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm thinking more like maybe divorce. Oh gosh! Is that an option? Yeah, I guess that's the other way to handle it. Here, all right. Here's my advice, Emma. What I would do is I would I would fake divorce your husband. So get the papers together before he makes his transfer this weekend. Leave them on the table. You know, take the kids. Go out. Go out the house. He'll be so distraught that he'll forget to make a transfer. Okay, and then you can come back and and say jokes on him. You can have the smirk, you know, because you set your team and he forgot to because he was sad. Yeah, that's a good way to do it as well. Probably good for your relationship, too. I, you know. Yeah, who doesn't like a, good, a fake divorce? So. <laughs> a good bit of fun. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> Emma, you have the power. Remember that. Okay. Uh, Cy, the fantasy guy, uh, people adding, I don't know what this has to do. This has nothing to do. Oh, he does have an FPL grievance, too. Uh, people adding an S to places. Example, it's not fucking Costco's. So I have, I've had to start removing S's to balance out the universe. 
I'm heading to Lowe in a bit, followed by McDonald. <laughs> I've never heard anyone call it Costco's. That's interesting. Uh, it could be a Midwest thing. I think Cy lives in the Midwest now. Uh, it could be a Midwest American thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I've, I've not heard it either, but I could see how it would be upsetting. Uh, FPL Grievance, struggling to bring in city players, but now may finally be time for Sterling's. <laughs> LOL. Okay, so those are the grievances. Um, we I don't know if we're going to have any more grievances. we got to talk a little bit about um, how we're going to pod going forward here with these crazy fixtures and Jake and I on holiday and things like that. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit more at the pod. Um, let's discuss just a couple more kind of like big ideas. Um, we'll hit this this idea of like premium strikers, I think, Jake, in the, the questions in the second half of the pod. You good with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into then FPL Virgin had a question. Uh, One of the hardest things to do in FPL is admit you have made a mistake and correct it, uh, especially when it means buying back a player for a much higher price than you sold him for. How do you find the happy medium when it comes to being patient and fixing a mistake? Oh, that is a really tough question. What are your initial thoughts on that? Yeah, I literally was thinking that's probably the toughest question we've had on the pod in weeks. Um. I do think you have to be very careful on just flip-flopping back and forth on players, right? Like, so a great example would be Salah. I got rid of him. He gets a hat trick against Bournemouth. You know, some people would probably have the urge to, hey, let's let's take a hit or use two of my transfers to get, get him back in. But, you know, he's going against a tougher team like Man United and, what, he got an assist? Correct nothing. me if I'm wrong? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Okay, so, like, yeah, I mean, could Salah hurt me for the rest of the season? Sure. Um, there's other players, too, where, and I'm assuming he means, like, weeks where, like, all of a sudden this player kind of turns it around and gets it back together. I've already done that with, like, Richarlison where I let him go and had to bring him back in. I guess I just don't hold a grudge against players, personally. There's very few players that I am like oh I don't want them on my team and the ones that I say that about I just know they're not good FPL players at any point like Lukaku hashtag fake divorce so yeah (laughs) (laughs) hashtag fake divorce get it get it going on Twitter yeah uh yeah I mean I I think I think you're probably spot on there it's it's tough because I don't I guess there's not like an exact metric or some uh, uh you know, a definitive answer to drawing the line and saying like, yep, a mistake has been made time to switch back or time to fix it. Um, because the game, the game's so variable with a lot of like, you know, small instances of luck here and there. And so the only time that I truly like would look at my team and say, Oh, I made a mistake is if I didn't make, uh, if I didn't make a decision using, you know, the, the logic that I use with every other transfer or, or player decision. Um, so like, let's say I did it based just off of emotion. So a good example might be how earlier in the year, I kept saying that Matto was really a bad pick yet. The stats were for the most part, like early in the year they weren't, but then the stats really came around and started to support him like as a, a better, cheaper midfield option. And you were kind of trying to shout that, but I was just like mad because I had miscalled it. So I kept saying he was bad. So like last week I tweeted uh, anyone that has a podcast and says Matto is a bad pick is an idiot. Uh, so sometimes, you know, you just have to admit those things. Um, so I don't know if there is a happy medium or not, Virgin. Um, you just have to make your decisions based off of uh, sound logic and try to use that same logic in all your decision making. Uh, and if it turns out that you made the wrong pick, then yeah, switch it back. But we have to be careful with chasing points too, right? We don't want to just we don't want to just flip flop every week. You're making those decisions to try to strengthen your team structure. So, for example, Jake dropped Sala because it freed up a bunch of funds and allowed him to do some things that he thinks were was more important. So now he's going to want to roll with that. Yeah, and I was wrong because I put the money in forward, but forward positions. Oh, yeah. But you know, we'll talk about that later. So yeah, okay. Um, we're going to keep moving. Uh, oh, really quickly, 2.0 tagged us in this tweet by Michael Cox. Zero red cards and zero penalties in the Premier League this weekend, which is strange. Shocking lack of controversy. Is there enough controversy in the modern game? 
Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want controversy in the game. I want the game to be pretty straight, straight shooting. Don't you think, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I don't want controversy in the realm of calls and red cards and stuff like that. I just feel like it ruins it. So I do think there's plenty of controversy otherwise, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's look at our teams, Jake. Why don't you pull yours up and I'll kind of talk a little bit about what the game week looked like for people. Uh, So this game week was kind of like in pretty average scores. Um, Not a lot of like scores that were really crazy not a lot of really low scores um so the average overall was 43 points the top 1k average was 52 points uh now jake you had a very good week didn't you yeah i had 78 points jesus Um, mm -hmm. yeah what was your what was your game week rank do you remember how to find that yeah yeah it was twelve thousand seven hundred and thirty three. so that's pretty fucking awesome yeah um i brought in snodgrass who uh was in team of the week had a goal got three bonus points so that was a good move i got rid of martial who came off the bench and didn't do anything um although i would well we'll talk about that later uh got kind of lucky because i started hennessy um but wolves got a clean sheet anyways i was very nervous about that the entire game against bournemouth yeah um it's really, and then, you know, Sane, two assists, Sterling got a goal, and Hazard captain is what really set me sailing. I just have issues with my forwards right now, so. So you're probably going to be changing that at some point here. Not immediately. I, You know, we'll talk about it, but I do like Wilson, and I do like Obama Man next week, yeah. so. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that towards the end of the pod when we talk about our moves. Okay, uh, myself, I did fine. I um, Oh, and I assume you got a green arrow, right, Jake? Yeah, green arrows all around, which is good news. What are you up to overall now? Um, 268,000. So. Oh, that's not so bad. You, you um, So last week you were at, like, what, 500,000? Oh, yeah, I think a little bit under. No, actually, you're right. I think I was actually over 500,000 because I took a red arrow last week yeah wow what a jump all right so we're gonna get you in the next i would guess in the next five to seven game weeks you'll be top 100k i'm hoping i always get nervous with these really close game weeks because there's just a lot of rotation and my team has a few injuries that i'm dealing with we'll see yeah. so okay well i finished on 56 points uh which is good i'm i'm very happy with that um eight hundred and ninety thousand game week rank and that actually, interestingly, gave me um, an overall green arrow. I was kind of surprised by that, with with the um, you know not being that high above um, above the average. But um, but yeah, overall up to four hundred and seventy two in the world. So I'm really happy with that. I know that kind of lucky. I I did flop out Patricio for uh, Flappy Hansky. Um, they got the same amount of points. Of course, I, I you know. Patricio hasn't had a clean in forever, but uh, Fabianski's a good pick, and I'm happy with him. Uh, didn't have a lot of luck in the back line, with the exception of Juan Basaka, who I started and got a clean. I captained Sterling, so I was um, basically... So I was in uh, at our cabin this weekend, and so I didn't have internet again, so I'm just watching on my phone like the game updates. And when Sterling was found to not be starting, I basically just went and buried myself in our basement in, in fury. I was so mad. Um, it was okay. I did man things. I was actually restoring a knife. So that's what I do during my free time. Um, but then he came on and banged a goal, which was awesome. And then Felipe Anderson, uh, he got a dime for me and Hazard, uh, had returned. So all in all, pretty good. I, I'm not, I'm pretty happy with where my, where my team's at. I have two free transfers. So, you know, I guess we'll see going forward here. Yeah. And, a lot of people, defense in the back this week was a lot of points from teams that haven't been keeping clean sheets, which makes right. the week more average, except for Spurs, maybe. Um, right. But then, just quick correction, Fabianski did get you two more points than Patricio. He got nine. Oh, because he got bonus points. Bonus points. So, yeah. Oh, so, you did, I forgot about did well there. So, positive. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for building me up, Jake. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, you're not here for anything else. I'll tell you that much. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to be hurtful. Hashtag <laughs> hurtful to you. Okay. 
Uh, league dive leaderboard top ten. Uh, there is a bit of um, movement, a little bit of movement. Um, Sam Shapiro SR seven in tenth, uh, holding that spot down. James Richards Molten Wanders in ninth. Uh, FPL Dare in eighth. FPL Dare is kind of a fun little uh, Twitter account. If you guys haven't checked him out yet, I don't know if he's actually a, a listener of the pod, but he does. Um, he does this thing where like each week he accepts submissions for a dare for him to do an FPL. Um, so like sometimes it leads to like random transfers or random captain picks or, you know, just kind of like outrageous stuff. Anyways, kind of a cool thing. Eighth, uh, Lone Wolves in seventh, John Eric Torstenston. I get it wrong every time. Uh, sixth, Arnie Haugen, Homebrew FC. Fifth, Matt Frisky, the Kyoto Kid. Fourth, two CB, Andrew Bladen. Three, ACU, Foto, FU, Fripe. Uh, person Pearson uh myself in second and then first Neil Kura Swindon Wanders uh so so yeah a little bit of movement in the top 10 yeah two things first of all hold tight coyote kid um counting on you so coyote coyote Coyote. oh that's your boy right there well I just in the beginning I was cheering for him I'm gonna you know he's slipping a little bit but this is it's Festivus you gotta hold tight here it's a marathon not a sprint the other thing is I looked at Swindon's team. Mm-hmm. It is like the best team ever. I just look at it and I'm like, I want your team right now. I don't know how he has such a great team. It's yeah, just, I'm looking at it too. It's just fantastic. Yeah, great balance. I mean, he he has uh, he has Snodgrass, who you called last week on the pod. Obviously, he must have listened to you on that. Yeah, obviously, good pick. Maybe good I listened pick. to him. Who knows? That's he doesn't have a podcast, Jake. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah, true. So, true. okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about the game week then. We're not going to like go into too much detail because we have quite a few questions and we don't want this pod to go crazy long. Um, but game week topics, um, I guess like to me, the standout topic was probably just, uh, Ings, Danny coming back, getting two goals against, uh, Arsenal, a, a really terrible football club. Um, but you know, I mean, it's hard. Sometimes you fall to the mighty Southampton. Yeah, the mighty Southampton. I, you know, that result go. just, it it hurts me in so many ways. Um, what parts of you hurt? Every part of me. You Give know. me like a specific body part that hurts the most. Mostly my heart. My heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then the mm-hmm. worst part about it is that Jim has inks. And it's like, Jim's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, got so many points from him. He's so good. I'm such a good manager. It's like, literally, Arsenal's whole back line is in shambles. Like, they all are in the hospital right now. And it's not a good excuse. Like, you still shouldn't be losing to a team like this. But I do feel like the new manager gets brought in. They're at home. Um, Emery decides to, again, like not play Lacazette and Obama man for whatever reason. I don't like him playing Jaka in the back. I don't care. Like, don't put him back there. He's not a defender, and he gave up two of the goals, I feel. Just like everything could have gone wrong for, for that game and... The worst part is, is that Jim reaped the benefits. So Jim's a, a buddy of ours who's in our own little tiny mini league. For the listeners that don't know, uh, yeah. I mean, the th- yeah, I, I think having Ings on your team is a good move, though. The issue was he was hurt for a few weeks, and we didn't know if uh, if he was even going to play. Uh, but Jim Jim couldn't transfer him out because he had so many other problems on his team. So worked out well for him. It did so. It's just how the game works. I mean, you know, there was a chance that he was going to maybe play. There was a chance that other players were maybe not going to play. So he just held, and it worked out for him. You can't be mad at him for that. Don't be mad at him for that. Uh, I can be a little mad about it. Okay. Uh, Sterling came off the bench, got a goal, which was pretty crazy because basically on his first touch of the game, uh, like I had mentioned earlier, uh, has is really good. I think that he's going to go on a nice little run here. He's got um he had an assist, then two assists, and now a goal and an assist. Uh it's fun to watch all the managers like scrambling to try to tear their team up to get him back in. Uh when I've just happily sat him there. I think he's only blanked in uh three game weeks this whole season, and one of the game weeks he didn't play because he was injured. Yeah, I mean assists aren't bad. That's the hard thing. I th- 
I kind of did the same thing actually with Sané. I had Sané in before a lot of people did, and he just mm-hmm. kept trickling in one or two assists, mostly one assist a game. And I was just a little bit frustrated because so many midfielders, which will, you know, I mean, you have a comment on here later. I'll let you say it. Uh, but so many midfielders have been doing well. I got rid of Sané, and then I had to scramble to get him back in and kind of paid the price. So it's a good thing we both held on to has Any any midfielder who gets two assists against Man City, it, you know, why would you get rid of that? So Yeah, he's very good. Are, are the comment, are you saying the one that I wrote down, midfield is clearly where you make your nut? <laughs> yeah, so, which is true. I've been feeling, <laughs> no, I just wanted you to, to say it because... I've been feeling that for the past couple of weeks, and that's just a good way to say it. So, yeah, I think it's true too. Um, you know, not necessarily a blue collar nut, right? No, not a blue collar nut. Just you're not. So it was interesting when I um, when I argued with you that it was that peanuts was a blue collar nut, uh, but then pointed out by a friend of ours that a peanut is a legume. Yeah. So, so bad job by me there. Uh, Flappy Hansky, good goalkeeper to have. Um, part of the reason is that West Ham is just giving up an absurd amount of shots uh, every week. If you look at his save points, actually much like last year with Swansea, um, just a really high number of save points, which is awesome because it it basically creates like a little points buffer for you. If he doesn't get a clean, he might pick up instead of you know just two points or one point, he's going to get you know that two, three, four. I know I'm not an advocate for uh, transferring keepers, like wasting transfers, but if for some reason you have some transfers banked like I did and you didn't necessarily have a move to make, you know, he's kind of an easy move. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Okay, let's talk just quickly then about the premium forwards. I don't want to go into too much detail, but um, Kane blanks, Obama man blanks after most teams essentially... Um, King got an assist though oh got an assist sorry yeah Yeah. Uh, so most teams a couple weeks ago just tore most managers tore their teams up and brought these guys in um, hoping that they would be big differentials for them almost Uh, and now we haven't had those big returns where are you standing on that premium forward situation Jake yeah so I'm gonna hold uh, and I think you should hold both of them right now because I think most of us have other things to deal with. That being said, I guess if you had two transfers and the rest of your team is solid, maybe consider getting rid of them. But they still have really good fixtures, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in detail. Yeah, the the here's the thing. I think there's not enough value in the premium forward position. But if you made those moves, and this is kind of going back to FPL Virgin's question a little while back about like admitting if you made a mistake, and my comment about sticking to your guns and knowing why you made a decision in the first place, um, going into this crazy little run of fixtures here where we have four game weeks in 12 days or whatever, um, Kane is going to play a ton of minutes. So he's a great, he's a good pick. For that reason, just because he's going to play a lot of games. Now, his XG has not been great. His number of shots created has not been great. Actually, it's been pretty poor, both those stats. Um, but he's going to play a lot of minutes. And that's really what you need, especially when we're talking about captaining players. You want to make sure that they're going to be on the pitch. Uh, now, Obama man is probably going to play quite a few minutes, but he may rotate a little bit with Laka. That's kind of a, a knock on him. He, on the other hand, has had really great stats, very good XG, great number of shots. He's had a ton of touches in the opponent's box. Um, even against Southampton, he had a couple very close chances to scoring. So I I just think, you know, and I've advocated all year for not having premium forwards, but if you made that move, I think that you could get yourself in trouble by trying to quick transfer them out and bringing other players in at this point. Yeah. I'm that's there's a good article on it on UK football scout it's free I think um I'll just go ahead and read and we'll repeat it down the line but basically his xg this week was 1.44 so almost one and a half goals is what he should have scored and that's insane yeah and he just was the biggest underperformer of the whole week so it's like yeah just a little unlucky so yeah that's gonna even out too right yeah and I'm Honestly, I'm not worried if Lacazette plays. I, I think Emery has to start playing these two players together just because Ozil's been so poor. They can't play Ramsey. B- 
because right. he's leaving. They just like refuse to do so for whatever reason. It's nice to see Mikatarian be better. I'm not a huge fan of him. I didn't get to watch him play. Like I'm glad he got two goals, but I I do think he takes a lot of shots from farther out, which is good and bad. Um, but I just don't see you know a Wobi doesn't create enough. Okay. He's too Jake, young. Jake, Jake, what what are we doing here? What I'm saying is that I I do think o- Obamaying is going to play a fair amount of minutes, just like Kane. I wouldn't so, be too scared about minute minutes like handling or whatever you okay, want to say, Jake. You could have said that without giving us player grades for every single Arsenal player. Like, if I would have let you keep going, you would have been down, like, into their development squads. Like, yeah, you know. Smith Rowe, uh, you know, he's yeah, been already, Oh, yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's on the U16 team. But I think in four years he's going to start competing for minutes with Obama, man. What? <laughs> no, I'm just, I... say, I'm just giving examples. Like, none of these players are, like, doing well. So it's like I still don't understand why – Emery refuses to play both of them at the same time. You're doing he's, it again. You're, you're just here. We go. Arsenal. No, I'm not full Arsenal other players. He's got to start doing it. Like it, it just makes sense. He's you know play both of them, please. For you the should love be the God. coach. You should be the coach. You're right. You're right. I should be. Thank you. Okay, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we've got a bunch of questions from people that we're gonna try to power through, uh, and then we'll talk about captains and our plans for the week. Stay tuned. We are back. I just let Jake ramble on for two hours about Arsenal. Uh, so he should have most of it out of his system now. I'm just going to edit that section out of the pod. Yes, it was two hours of my life that I'll never get back. Thanks a lot, Jake. Uh, okay, so we've got some questions coming up here. We have a bunch of questions from people. Um, we're just going to basically do the second half of the pod as a question uh, part of the pod, which is how we do it sometimes when we have lots of write-ins. So uh, some of the things we've kind of talked about already, some of them we have not. So we'll just hit them and then keep rolling. You good, Jake? Yeah, I'm good. Let's do it. Okay, so the first question comes in from FPL Virgin again, and he says, can't wait to hear your thoughts on Kane. Literally no one is backing premium strikers at the moment. Uh, I guess my comment on that would be that we haven't really been backing premium strikers all year. Uh, that has kind of been our, our one thing. Um, Kane, you know, like I said just very recently, I think that if you made the move for him, he's probably worth to keep, even though his XG and shots has been kind of low. But uh, decent fixtures in the in the horizon here and lots of minutes for him as well. You yeah. agree, Jake? Yeah, I agree. At Everton's not the best, but then Bournemouth, uh, Wolves at home, and Cardiff away is great run of fixtures. Hold on to him. Yeah, I'm surprised that he that he didn't uh, didn't have a little bit more though in terms of shots these last few games. Like Leicester zero shots, uh, Burnley only two. True, it, he didn't. The eye test wasn't bad though against Burnley. I, more more other players in that Spurs team had chances, so that's a little concerning. But yeah, he 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 was okay. It wasn't like he was terrible. So, okay. Uh, Virgin again with another good question. Listening back over some old pods, I've noticed a worrying trend. Jake has a habit of simply recommending whichever player has scored heavily during the current game week. Is it time to source FPL advice from Jake's automated cat feeder? I think he means your wife, Jake. He's talking about your wife. Oh, does does he mean like I'm picking players from the previous week, or like, I, I can't tell if he's saying I'm doing a good job or a bad job? He's saying you're doing a bad job, Jake. See that this is the problem with you. I try to make like a mean comment to you. You don't even know if I'm being mean or not. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't know. I mean, how have you made it this far in your life? Uh, who knows? It's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Also, last week you did refer to your wife as an automated cat feeder. Yeah, I mean, that probably was not a good thing to do, but good thing she doesn't listen to the pod, so I'm gold. Yeah, I chopped so. that out and sent it to her. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. Uh, FPL Lewis, I know it goes against it on the pod, but shout out to Jake. Today I had my first peppermint mocha, and they're freaking delicious. Also, do we need to move off of city defense? No cleans in the last four games. I hate when people give shout-outs to Jake. Yeah, I mean, they are freaking delicious. Uh, I'll take the question. Yeah, go for it. I wouldn't move off of them right now because they have better fixtures. Um, it kind of depends what other players you want on your team from them. Their midfield is 
it's a conundrum. Uh, now with, you know, the Ginge being back, uh, De Bruyne, um, Dilva is going to come back eventually. I don't even know why he's injured, but he's injured. So it's, it's a little, it's a little difficult to back three other players, uh, especially with how pricey they are on the rest of the squad. So I would say it's still okay to have one defender, whether it be Ederson or Laporte. Those are the guys I would lean for. Um, just because they get consistent minutes. Laporte had a good chance to score a headed, headed goal, kind of got pushed off right at the end. So I would still back them. Yeah, I think so too. I I guess though, is there an argument to be made? Laporte's at five. Is he at six right now? I think 5. he's at 6. 8, I think. Oh, did he move up that much? Maybe he... Uh, he's at 6.1 actually oh, wow. now. So um, is there an argument to be made that there's like more value to be found elsewhere? But but who I guess is the question. Yeah, I mean maybe you could argue for like David Luis plays a center back position as well. Good fixtures coming up five point seven instead of six point one. Yeah, or Rudinger. I like both those shouts. Like Chelsea, yeah. they play pretty solid defense as well. But I do think it's going to be pretty even the rest of the way. Yeah, but, yeah. I guess you would also probably say then that that's a pretty lateral move, isn't it? Like Laporte to Rudiger or Luis? Yeah. Now, what about Laporte to Trippier? I like that move now that Trippier's healthy. He played well. He looked good. Should have had an assist in the last game. I'm a big fan of Trippier. Um, You just have to make sure you have four other players in the the back that are going to start just because Poch likes to rotate players so much. Yeah. That's true. Rotation. And he's had chronic uh, injury problems. Yeah. Yeah. The groin injury. That's not a good thing, but he did look good this last game. Yeah. You're used to having them big groin injuries, huh? Nope. Never had a groin injury. Yeah, we all know. You wouldn't have any reason to have one. So, Uh, Mm -hmm. Also, Lewis said, hashtag stand by Jake. Nice. Yeah. It's like you have a debilitating disease or something. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. I like FPL Lewis. I hope his team's doing well. He's always been good to you. That pisses me off. FPL Virgin, another question. The Virgin, really, really getting his time in this week. Uh, Four game weeks and four transfers are coming in very, very fast. Secession, and there are a ton of points up for grabs. Do you have any tips for strategies for this specific block of fixtures? I'd like to start with this one. We've already talked about the idea of Kane and minutes. Um one thing that's being talked about a lot right now is what to do with Trent Alexander-Arnold. And this is just kind of to illustrate my idea. Um, I'm trying to decide if I hold or not. Klopp came out and he said that he's um, that, Klopp, that TAA will not likely be ready for Wolves this weekend, but he should be good to go after that. So I'm thinking to myself, what do I do? Do I hold him and then he plays the week after? Do I do something else? The way I see it is that even if Trent comes back, he's the type of player that isn't going to be able to play more than, um, you know, he's not going to be able to play two back-to-back fixtures in a row. At least that's not the way Klopp treats him. And so one potential move that I could do is to go to Lovren. So there's really no other options for Lovren. He is um, basically, him and Virgil are the only two center backs available right now uh, for Poole. I don't know that that's the move that I'm going to do, but t- the, the point is, the illustration of this point is that as we make transfers here, we really want to be conscious about the types of players that we're bringing in. Look at the situations that the teams are in with injuries, um, with potential for rotation. Uh, you know, is a player like kind of a talisman player that is going to see 90 minutes almost every game? You know, Kane is kind of that guy for Spurs. There's a chance that he could get rotated one out of the four games, but it's likely that even if he does, he will play in that match. Um, So I think that that's probably my big piece of information. We have all these transfers to use in this short period of time. So stay on top of it and, and really get as much information as you can before you make those moves. Yeah, it's also interesting, like looking at the top of the defense list. I mean, like we said, we're almost halfway through the season. And so just points in general is a, is a good way to evaluate what's going to happen. I feel like, um, so a lot of wingbacks up there, like Trent, even though he's been injured is still currently, um, seventh overall yep. in total points scored. And the 
The only defender that's cheaper than him by 0.1 mil is Doherty, who a lot of people have on their team. Um, other outside wingbacks, Alonzo, Robertson, Trippier, all up there. And then, like you shouted, the Chelsea defense has a lot of, you know, other other players up there, Luis Rudinger, Aspil. So just something to consider as well. You don't want to really go for big differential guys. Like, don't be going into teams <laughs> like Man United looking to find that magic talisman defender right now, that's probably just going to cause more problems. So, Yeah, especially with the uncertainty at Man United now with the new manager coming in. For sure. Uh, so essentially, um, I mean, I, let's, get into, let's get into a United question right now. Uh, Bud says, I know that after what we just saw, uh, United players don't seem ideal, but their fixtures do change. And that he wrote this in before the, the Jose out situation. Is it time to get in Martial before he gets another wagon starting or Rashford uh, up front? Um, I think just personal opinion, and this is not necessarily based off of any statistical uh, analysis because I haven't had a lot of time to look at it, but I think that you know, we, we are going to want to consider some United assets at some point, but we really need to see what this new manager is going to do when he comes in. Uh, like Jake said, in the back line, it's tricky. There's a lot of different players there that could play. Um, Sanchez is now going to be healthy coming back. Martial's fitness issues are are through. We don't know what's going to happen with Pogba or Lukaku. So there's just a lot of question marks. There's definitely assets there, and most of them are now at reduced prices because managers have basically just dumped them. They also have a ton of offensive potential. Like, just think about those names. Lukaku, Pogba, Martial, Rashford, uh, Mata. Players that can definitely score goals for this team. Um, but I think we need to see the way they're going to line up first and what what they're going to do in, in an attacking sense before we bring those guys in. Yeah, it's funny because the or ironic because I answered this question just based on stats, assuming that Mo would still be there. And literally... What I wrote is, you know, Rashford over the last four game weeks, pretty good thing to base off of. Um, he's number 20 in XG among forwards, so not great. But if you just put in goals and assists together or goal involvement, his rank does jump up to 10. There's just so many other forwards ahead of him, like Jimenez, Kamara, ironically, at number 7, uh, Rondon at 5, and Cheech at 3. Like So it's like... Why would you take the risk to bring a guy in? One, you don't know how much he's going to consistently play. And two, you don't know how Lukaku's going to affect everything because now Lukaku's back. Um, Jay, could you stop sniffling? Sorry. People yeah, are going to get mad. It's the Coke. Uh, but anyways. Keep, keep sniffling then. Anyways, now it's even more risky. Now we have no idea how they're going to line up. So it just like emphasizes that even further. Martial, slightly better statistics than Rashford in his XGXA combined, but um, very close, like 0.4 XG per 90 compared to 0.36 for Rashford, and then 0.16 for XA, 0.14 to Rashford. So they're both just risky picks now. So it's like, sure, if you want to if you want to try to go for it, but you could really hurt your team doing it. So I would stay away. So Beards, Beers, and FPL asks yay or nay for Rashford for an FPL striker spot. Yeah, nay for me. There's so many other choices. Okay. Uh, Nick wrote in Aubameyang out before Burnley. Jake? Yeah, we talked about this. His XG was 1.44 this past week. Burnley looked okay against Spurs. They still gave up a lot of chances. Arsenal hopefully will rebound. Not going to get rid of him. Okay, perfect. Jim, evening chaps. I love that Jim starts it off very formal. Uh, wondering if you spot the best defender for the next five game weeks. Value and points is what he's looking at. Jake, you did a little research here. Yeah, I did look because uh, I was also looking because I have injuries with uh, Kalasinac and um, TAA and I'm trying to debate whether to go up or down. I'm considering budget and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like point four point five, four point six or lower personally is budget to me. Um, and over the next five game weeks, as we know, these, these teams usually aren't top of the table, so they don't really have great run of fixtures usually, uh, cause they play a lot of better teams. Um, 
just because they're not good. <laughs> so my thoughts were, if you were going to look for someone, uh, Boal Buena for West Ham is probably your best option. He's 4.4 mil. They still have f- five pretty easy fixtures over there, or four out of their next five are pretty easy fixtures. Um, and he kind of gets into the attack a little bit. And then the, the other shout out, which is even riskier, and I, I wouldn't do this, but maybe a Huddersfield defender. They've, they've still been giving up a goal a game, basically, but not multiple goals. Uh, low plays as like a wing back for them, and he's pretty cheap. But I would, I would rather spend that money going up if I could afford it. Yeah. And I think that, so Jim's question, you know, is saying like the best defender value in points. So some people, depending on your team structure, are going to have to go lower, like what Jake is talking about here. And some people have the team structure that they can, they can manage slightly more expensive defenders. That's how my team is. I have a ton of money in my back line. Um, the reason I like that is just because I don't have to worry about it. I am going to play Alonzo every game week, Robertson every game week, Laporte every game week. Um, I don't have to ask any questions about those three players. So, um, you know, in terms of like, in terms of value and points, um, you know, I think that those guys are going to compete very well. But if your team structure is such that you have to go a little bit lower, I think both these guys are good options. Um, Jim, Jim has a second part of the question. Also, does Jake move into a more Christmassy latte this festive period? Maybe something with cranberries or nuts, not the ones under your porridge gun. Jake, sometimes I mix it up with a chestnut parline latte. Also, Jim referred to it pra- as a praline, porridge. Praline. Oh, praline latte. What yeah. What is that even? Uh, praline's another type of nut. So, oh, yeah. never even heard of it. Really? Yeah. Is it good? Uh, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I guess I haven't eaten pralines themselves in a while, but the but the Starbucks drink is great. Yeah. Oh, you've had that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is your your favorite Christmassy one then? You like the peppermint mocha, you said, right? Yeah, that's my number one, but this is probably a close second. So He says, and finally, I love you. Um, so Jim loves you, and he also referred to, um, he said, called his penis a porridge gun. Yeah, it took me like way longer than it should have to figure. I was like, what is a porridge gun? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I get it now. Then the gentleman, uh, this went on for a very long time, uh, this <laughs> this thread of different um, male anatomy names. Yeah. Uh, Bobby called it a spam javelin. It's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Uh, Jim good. said single barrel pump action yogurt rifle. <laughs> That's really long. Uh, he also said heat seeking moisture missile and the royal jelly rifle. <laughs> uh, average Dan referred to it as a one eyed puking womb ferret. Yeah, all of these are really messed up, and I'm a little bit scared. Yeah, I think these guys are all British, so don't be too nervous. That's something that the Brits do, I think. Oh, got you, got you. We talk about, like, we just use, like, cock and dick, like, things that are shortened to the point. Yeah, it must be the American way. Shortened to the point. Yep. (laughs) When talking about these things. Good, Jake, well played. You don't even realize that that could have been a joke, but... Mm All right, Mario, Siggy or Richie from game week 19? Uh, what am I missing? Siggy, more touches, passes forward, through balls, expected goal involvement, big chances created, but lots of folks saying Richie. Uh, I haven't actually looked at this one much, but I did see a side-by-side stack comparison between the two, and Mario is not making it up. Uh, Siggy definitely has the better attacking stats of the two players pretty close in price i guess i don't really know i mean i've I've been a little turned off from everton lately i'm not actually sure why well i think it's just because there's so many midfield options so i haven't necessarily been looking at them um but definitely like in that in the right price range to be considered yeah did you see richie though against man city he had some great chances it's the hard thing is, is it seems like Richarlison gets better chances during the game, but Siggy's stats are better. Uh, I do feel kind of um, like a split personality. Like, I'll wake up one day and be like, why don't I have Siggy in my team? And then the next day I'll be like, oh, I'm glad I have Richie instead of Siggy. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's a coin flip, personally. Um, Siggy takes PKs, which is nice, but he also missed his last PK, which is yeah. kind of concerning. So well, I don't think you like... can go wrong either way after they play Spurs. So Yeah, they have really close stats. So shots per 90, um, Richarlison's at 2.6, and Gilfie's at 2.6. Key passes per 90 um, is where they kind of start to differ. And that's because of that's the type of player that Sigurdsson is, right? So key passes per 90 for Richie is 0.6 and Sigurdsson is 2.26. Um, and so that translates to a much higher expected assist number as well for Sigurdsson. Um, you know, I think that after Spurs, both are probably good picks. Um, I guess for me personally, I'd probably be leaning towards Sigurdsson though, if I was going to pick one, but but I don't really know. I mean, I like that Richarlison. I've said this before. I really like that he's been playing a lot of forward and center forward for them. Um, I think that it just puts him in dangerous areas. Also, he seems to be the only one that scores. So, like, if Siggy gets an assist, it's going to Richarlison. I think that's kind of where the difficulty comes in, you know? Well, Siggy does have six goals to Richarlison's eight. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think Siggy is a really good choice. I, I think if you want to be different, go with Siggy. Uh, it's a these are the differentials that are good to do because the statistics back them up. Um, they, you know, the team's not bad. They still have, they create a lot of chances. They tend to win games against weaker teams. Um, so, yeah, I think Siggy's a good shout. Okay. Uh, two point mad. Oh. Have the returns of Jesus been enough to make him an FPL option and to get you to start talking about Christmas rather than Festivus? Uh, that's that's a well thought out question. It really is. Yeah, I think you should answer this one. Well, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I am not celebrating Christmas. I will be celebrating Festivus this year. And honestly, I'm a little bit triggered. Two point mad. Oh, uh, that you're gonna attack me with your religion. Um, I'm just not gonna put up with that type of insensitivity on this podcast. Yeah. I would say no as well <laughs> yeah, to yeah. <laughs> to Jesus, um, but yes to we can start talking about Christmas. I'm fine with that. So Okay, well, I'm the one that does all the editing on the podcast, so that word will not be in this pod. Okay. Christmas. Uh, but no, no. God damn it. That's another <laughs> thing I have to edit. Um, no to Jesus, and the only reason being that Aguero is back, and with... De Bruyne back now, and Silva on his way, and Gundogan back. There's really no chance for Mahrez to be kind of like slid back into the midfield. Uh, so basically, Mahrez, Aguero, Sterling, Sane, those four will probably play in the three spots. Jesus will probably come on as a sub from time to time and play in other matches. But there's just uh, there's just no room for him in the team. I don't think he's going to see the field. Are, are you nervous about Sterling and Sane's playing time now that Kuhn's back or no? Um, slightly. I mean, yeah, I am a little bit because Sterling sometimes would fill that like striker role, but I do believe that Sané and Sterling are the first choice wingers on that team. Um, but that said, it doesn't seem to matter for Pep, right? He's going to rotate. So we're just going to have to eat that when it happens. Yeah. I'm a little nervous as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think this is also Maddo's question. I didn't write it down. Goalkeepers. What happened with Hennessy? If not a regular, I need to make a transfer. And who would you recommend? Uh, so was he hurt, Jake? Yeah, he got injured in training before the match is what was reported. I, I don't think it came out like what he injured. Uh, could be wrong, but not from the article I read. And Do you think maybe it was his heat-seeking moisture missile? Could be, yeah. So, I mean, that's the one reason why I would all of a sudden not be able to play in the match if that hurt. So, um could be why Kalasinak missed as well the bum like tight thigh i just that still bothers me okay more, uh, more like uh more like a tight royal jelly rifle am i right yeah, tight royal jelly rifle <laughs> oh my god i just am imagining like roy like saying yeah uh hennessy had a tight royal jelly rifle before the game so <laughs> we had to switch it up um but honestly you did this last week and i've already made my transfer segue into what we're doing with our teams but i i brought in floppy hands uh i took him out because i don't want to also have to deal with that plus 
Patricio's um, fixtures matched well with floppy hands for the rest of the season. So yeah. Okay, well, let's just talk about our teams then and, and then kind of start wrapping things up. I mean, you've talked about your move already. Who are you thinking you might captain this week? Uh, that is a good question. Honestly, and it's on our website, Odds on FPL has been really spot on for captains. You talked about this week being a little bit nervous about Hazard. That was the most projected points getter this week, so I just went with him. Again, really solid week. The prior week, they had mentioned Sala. I was nervous against Bournemouth. One, because I thought he might like be rotated. Or actually, no, he got rotated before. But I was just nervous because like Bournemouth have been good at home. Their defense hasn't been solid. But I was like, I don't know. Bang's a hat trick. So honestly, I'm probably going to just base it off of that website. But before looking at it, I do think... Sterling or Sané at home against Crystal Palace are are a good thought. Um, I do have Obama Yang on my team, but just you get so many more points for midfielders, it's just not worth it. Yeah, I okay. So for me, I've got it down to two moves. I'm either moving Trent Alexander Arnold out for someone, and I don't know who yet. Like I had mentioned, maybe like Lovren or something like that. Or I make my really big move that I've been talking about, and that's Salah down to Sané, and then I would upgrade my really low midfielder. And I'd probably be looking at like someone in the price range of like around 7.5 or less. That's what I could afford. Um, so I would be considering, um, you know, like the Everton boys that we talked about. I would be looking at Martial. I would be lining um, those guys up to kind of see like who I think long-term I might want to fit in on my team. The only reason that I'm a little freaked out by it is like what we said with the Man U thing. I want to kind of see how that team settles and what it's going to look like before I would consider bringing a player in. Um, but so that so I guess that makes me feel like maybe I wait to make that move. Um, Salah at Wolves is not a necessarily a bad pick. And the other reason I do like Salah, even though his fixtures aren't great, is that he'll probably play close to 90 minutes every match. That can't be said for Sterling or Sané. Yeah, I agree. Um, it seems like they get returns, though, even when they don't play a lot. And to me being a little... I mean, Sterling, not as much. Sometimes I do get a little bit worried because Sterling is only two mil cheaper than Salah, which is still a fair amount, though. But it's like, yeah, you know, he he played 30 minutes and he still got a goal. It's like, why would I not want that on my team? Man City just offensively have been so much brighter. Liverpool may may turn it around still. Who knows? But... I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, that's the that's the week. Um, let's talk a little bit about what, how we're going to pod here, Jake, going forward. So we've got all these fixtures coming up, and you and I are both pretty busy between work and family stuff. Um, so we were kind of talking about potting this weekend, like on Sunday, probably during the, the last match of the day, which is uh, the Spurs-Everton. Actually, the only match of the day, the Spurs-Everton match. Uh, and then maybe doing like kind of a short pod um, the next weekend. Is that kind of what we thought we were maybe going to do? Yeah, maybe like a halfway of the season pod, keep it short, maybe like hand out our awards. This is in quotes, like awards for the halfway of the season. So Okay. Yeah, so that's I think what we're probably going to lean towards. Um, so you won't necessarily have like the normal scheduling uh, of our podcast uh so we apologize to people for that just we're we're kind of going to be crazy um holiday season for both of us so um send us in if you have ideas for like good holiday awards like halfway holiday awards or halfway of the season awards um that we could kind of like pick or hand out to people um whether that has to do with our community or some sort of performance with league dive or um you know something funny that you think of i don't care send uh send us an email or um a twitter uh, message and, and we can we can make some awards up um jake where can people follow us if they want to yeah so they can follow us on twitter at dive fpl instagram the art of the dive online at dive fpl.com and facebook okay and download the pod itunes soundcloud stitcher google play podbean player fm pocket cast app so on and so forth there's a, a lot of other places you can find us subscribe as well uh leave reviews and things that helps our podcast gain some traction all right we're just going to close out with some random things that people uh people message us bobby love says would you guys rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers jake real quick 
fingers for toes. Yeah, fingers for toes for sure. Because then think of all the things you could do with your feet. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two point mad. Oh, I don't want Jake to feel left out. So question for our favorite FPL veterinary practitioner. I was in a coffee shop and had a caramelized orange hot chocolate. It is a better festivus, or is it a better fe- festivus beverage than peppermint mocha? Wow, what? caramelized orange hot chocolate. He sent a picture of it too. It looked pretty good. That sounds delicious. I mean, I'll have to try it, but it, it sounds like it could be. Yeah, I would never drink that. But Squid, tell Jake he's playing in a rec soccer league and he needs to just have fun. Don't overthink it and be one of those guys. And if he doesn't accept that, tell him to stomp their best player and they'll think twice next time they get the ball. Hashtag tactics. Hashtag Jose out. Uh, thanks, Squid. That was a the Jose out, I think, was a pre-Jose out. He called it. <laughs> That's exactly what I That's was going to pretty... ask you. I was like, is that like premonition right there? Yeah, that was like a few days ago. I think he sent that in. Wow impressive all right jake let's get out of here great pod buddy uh i'm marco and i'm jake and remember you should dive